Hey everyone, I'm Mary. And I'm Polly. And we're the We Scream Reviews team. Please like and subscribe for up-to-date information on all of our podcasts. And thanks for listening. Take it easy, everyone. Hey everybody, and welcome back to We Scream Reviews. I'm Mary. I'm Polly. And we are exhausted. Yeah. Our baby uh, usually takes two naps, and today she took a quarter of one. <laughs> she slept 20 minutes. A fraction of what she should have t- She's teething and whatever. Yeah. She's doing great, though. Um, so full disclosure, we have recorded uh, this exact podcast, minus a couple things. This is now our eighth time. Is it? It's our eighth time attempting to report, record this podcast. We had a little bit of a hitch in our audio equipment, and then there was a hitch in the recording device that we were using, and this all needed to go back to the manufacturer in California, and it was like snail mailed over to us, so we're here, we're excited. We have a little bit of everything for you guys for our season finale, mm-hmm. uh, so let's jump right into it, babe. Okay, so we're going to start with entertainment news, as we always do, and... A lot of the entertainment news we did this season surrounded the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Yep. Which, in conclusion, Johnny Depp won. Correct. But there was a lot of dispute, um, a lot of drama surrounding it. So Army Hammer is similar. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood star, a lister who is somehow wrapped into yep, numerous accusations. Bit. Correct. Some are wild. Oh, it's wild. So Discovery Plus, one of the. Uh, billion streaming service is that you could potentially get a free week trial for and then forget about and then pay for it for the rest of your life like we do cbs all access right because um, now they're releasing the episodes weekly so it's correct. not like oh the whole season yeah you're not unloaded you in one week for free right they discovery plus has put out a docuseries called house of hammer that mm-hmm. that really unravels the armand hammer lineage which is army hammer's great great grandfather i believe or his great grandfather and he was an oil tycoon the gajillionaire right and they're really really old money army hammer it was old money and army hammer's actually well known for pulling a parent trap and playing the winkle winkle voss twins uh in the social network really mm-hmm. good looking guy was then nominated for an academy award make a long story short Polly and I touched on this in a previous podcast where, like, the rumors about this guy were so outlandish, they were unbelievable. Like, he was a serial killer, and then he was a cannibalist, and then he was, like, engaging in sexual assault multiple times with multiple different people. Then he went missing. Then he was a hotel concierge. Yeah, this, and it, we're it, like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? <laughs> right. None of which was ever proven. No. It was a lot of hearsay, a lot of rumor. Um, a lot of social media gossip. It was just all gossip. Well, the, basically... But what was real yeah. was the fact that he fell off the face of the earth. Right. Okay, and he had every single thing going for him. Like we said, good-looking guy, was in the right movies, and here he is being accused of numerous things. So, anyways, the documentary goes over. It's pretty interesting. You guys make your own uh, mind on, on what Correct. he is. Go, go get your free week that turns into a lifelong subscription. <laughs> Other drama going on. Oh my on god, this drama is the best. Is uh, Don't Worry Darling. Where everyone's worried about Darling. <laughs> Movie comes out uh, September 23rd. And pretty much, I'll talk about the movie and then Mary's going to talk about the drama surrounding the movie. So the movie seemed to be a little bit of like a 
Truman Show, Pleasantville, kind Stepford of... Stepford Wives. Right, like a town where everything seems to be going fine, and then mm-hmm. there's something lurking behind the scenes. Yeah. It Super ha- creepy. had like a sexy thriller vibe to it. That's the main part of this, is that it had the sexy right. vibe. So Olivia Wilde's directing it. She directed Booksmart. That was her first movie. Really well received. Mm-hmm. Now she seems to be getting more ambitious, more creative. She's got a cast... That's Harry Styles, Florence Pugh. <laughs> Florence Pugh, baby. It's Pugh. Excuse me. <laughs> who was uh, the sister of Black Widow and Black Widow. And she was a Midsommar. She's been in a lot of movies. Chris Pine's in it. Your favorite Hollywood, Chris. Outlandish. Right. Outlandish. If you guys want to know what I'm talking about, go listen to our Doctor Strange episode. We had a, a battle episode. of the Chris's and I we, picked Chris Pine. It was absolutely the dumbest thing my husband's ever said. He's a very smart man. He has a master's right. degree. Mike and I were sitting at this table like, mind get you, out of this house. Mind you, award season is beginning and he is still around. Unlike the <laughs> other three guys that are only in Marvel and Jurassic Park movies. I know, right? Jesus. So Chris Pine will survive the summer and he's still there. The real drama starts when this movie was originally cast with Shia LaBeouf in the role that Harry Styles is currently playing. Right. And there was several uh, reports that Shia LaBeouf had engaged in domestic assault against his significant other at the time. Which is FKA Twigs or something. Okay. Well, so essentially... This these rumors are going around and they're all circulating at the same time that Shia LaBeouf then is no longer part of this movie. And Olivia Wilde alluded to the fact that he wasn't in this movie because she fired him because Florence Pugh was uncomfortable working Women with taking him. a stand right. against him. Which is not at all what happened according to the receipts that Shia LaBeouf then like throws out into the universe causing like a freaking storm of all storms of media coverage on this and 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 there's like even a but one of the things is there's a video of olivia wilde calling florence Pugh miss flow like in a very um demeaning way Mm -hmm. and you just get this vibe that like Olivia Wilde was not well-liked while they were making this movie. And Florence Pugh shows up for 15 minutes at the Venice Film Festival. Does not do any other press for this movie at all. Harry Styles spits on Chris Pine. (laughs) Like, this got nutty last weekend. So Olivia Wilde was previously married to Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, man. And they had a... A divorce. Nasty divorce. And Harry Styles came right after or right before or right during or no. that divorce. Or no, was it a divorce or just a custody battle? It was same, something same It was something like that. They're separated yeah. and yeah. Harry Styles either began before, during, or after this divorce. Um, only, only God knows. A younger, right. a younger uh, pop star taking, arguably home-wrecking Jason Sudeikis yeah, and, and Olivia Wilde's home. Whatever. Now she's directing him, and she's directing him to be hypersexual with a young actress. So she's maybe seen life imitating art before her own eyes. Correct. So there's discomfort maybe on that level. Then you have Shia LaBeouf, who even <laughs> if he has receipts, he's lost leverage long ago with his uh, antics. Yeah. 
and then the movie ends up being screened for critics, and people are saying it's okay. This, some people said it was awful. Some people said it was awful, but we at this point don't know if they're criticizing. We'll see it, and we'll the let you guys storm know. around yeah. it or the movie itself. But so that's, that's the drama. Uh, that's our Hollywood news. We're now going to get into our Emmy picks. We will make oh, Emmy. Mm-hmm. That's our daughter's name. Our Emmy picks and. Get us started with uh, what order we're going in, babe. Okay, so the Emmys are Monday night, tomorrow night. Weird. September 12th, which we thought it would definitely be Sunday night. We thought it was tonight. Like the Oscars, like the VMAs, like every other award show ever made. Somehow it's on Monday night. Anyways. During Monday night football, which completely different demographics. I don't think one audience would be watching the other thing over another, so it's fine. So the Emmys, you guys know, is the award for TV shows. Right. Split up into comedy and drama. Correct. So let's start with comedy. Okay. Best comedy of the year. Ted this, Lasso. Ted Lasso. That's 100%. pretty. That's pretty easy. Yeah. It's, it's the funniest, and it's the best. Yeah. Storyline wise, um, it was at season two. Because remember, when they nominate Ted Lasso or The Flight Attendant and all these all these shows, they're not nominating the series as a whole. They're it's, just nominating the season. Right. So we think it's important to mention what season we're talking about. So Ted Lasso season two right. will win Best Comedy Series, hands down. Best Comedy Actor will also be Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Jason Sudeikis. Right. So Jason Sudeikis, by the way, looking pretty good right now. He's uh, he's killing it. He's winning Best Drama, Best Actor, and his wife's latest film <laughs> is a disaster. Like a toilet bowl cleaner. So there's that. <laughs> um, best Actress in a Comedy. Issa Rae. We're going with Issa Rae. She's going to get it. She's kind of like the female Donald Glover. Very good analogy. She can do it all. Um, so that's comedy. Um, I love Issa Rae. She's hilarious. Right. She also has a new show called Rap Shit, yes. which is actually based on City Girls, the Miami rap duo. It's so funny. Of all things. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to shift to drama now. Best drama. This is the only category Mary and I have a split vote on. Yeah. So, she's going to go first. Squid Game. Squid Game's going to win. So for the record, Squid Game, I have no problem with this show winning Best Show of the Year. I get it. It was the most popular show of the year. Right. It was instantly iconic. Yep. The costumes, the idea. It was international. The It was international. Like, it hit everyone in right. every market. I know people all over, you know, my family from Peru, they barely watch TV and somehow they saw Squid Game. Correct. Netflix has a, a way of getting that one show that everyone's watching at one point. Yeah. Whether it was Queen's Gambit or Ozark. Tiger King or Ozark and now it's... <laughs> Tiger King. It was. Dude, everybody watched Tiger King. It was Squid Game. Did you even COVID if you didn't watch Tiger King? That being said, I'm going with Better Call Saul. It's more of the critical darling, and it's in its final season, so I think they're going to start giving it its flowers. We shall see. If it wins, I wouldn't be upset. Best Dramatic Actor. We're going with Bob Odenkirk. Correct. From Better Call Saul. Right. I mean, the show is about the man, and he's been playing the role for almost... Over a decade now, yeah, between been. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. That's right. So we did. Think, he win Best Supporting Actor in Breaking Bad? No, no. Oh, so, so he's due. He's he's due. Yeah. So we're thinking he's going to take that. Um, lastly, Best Actress in a Drama Series, Zendaya for Euphoria. Her performance this past season was mind-blowingly good. Right. I haven't seen it, but I've heard the same, and I like her. She's the it girl right now. She's awesome. There's no reason why she can't win that. Correct. 
So those are Emmy predictions. Obviously, there's supporting actors, supporting actress, limited series, documentaries. We would be here all day. We'd be here all day, and we'd probably be wildly inaccurate because we haven't seen all that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the truth. Speaking of TV, two major shows just came out. And we wanted to give you guys our take on those TV shows because that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. So let's start with Rings of Power. Oh, God. Amazon. Spent a billion dollars acquiring the rights. That's so, not even hyperbolic. They literally spent. Right. And do you know where they got those billion dollars? From my Amazon Prime purchases. Yes. So the show, it takes place when the rings were actually made. The ring or rings? Wasn't there one ring in Lord of the Rings? There was one ring. But there were several rings, I guess, leading up to that one ring? We're not going to pretend here to be experts on it. <laughs> We've seen the trilogy, Lord of the Rings. We respect it. We had a podcast on it. This show, it hits all the right notes. You see hobbits. You see elves. You see orcs. You see battles. You see beautiful countryside right. cinematography. The story has yet to grab us. It's boring. It's a little boring. It's boring. I don't... I kind of felt the same way when I saw the Hobbit trilogy, where it was... <sighs> Not as good as Lord of the Rings, but okay, I buy it that it's in Middle Earth and I'm... Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's Um, boring and hopefully it picks up. Hopefully we we are proven wrong because we really wanted to like this given, you know, Lord of the Rings, Polly says this very uh, passionately, Lord of the Rings and when those three movies were released are like the daddy of like... All things fantasy that have happened in the last two decades. So it's like, we wanted it to be good, and it just, it sucks right now. It's not fun to, it's not fun. You're like, oh, this is happening. Oh, okay, yeah, they're talking. Oh, it's great. This is crazy. Like, oh, there's there's an ogre. Whoa. Like, it's, none of it is, like, mind-bendingly awesome. Right, right. I mean, you don't need... Since we've seen this already, you're not going to be impressed by just Middle Earth becoming a reality on screen. Now it's more about the story, and the story, it hasn't grabbed us yet. And in a world where prequels and sequels are becoming better than the originals of stuff, better step up. Like, Better Call Saul is the prequel sequel to Breaking Bad. Right, and people like, are putting it on the same level. Like, you you better step up. <laughs> so, Which, speaking of that, Better Call Saul has been so well received and gave, you know, validity to prequels. So, when House of Dragon gets announced... Oh my god, it's so good. Spinoffs, about ten years ago, you would roll your <laughs> eyes at the, at the very... Um, Three years ago, people would have rolled their eyes because they hated right. season eight so much. But... Now you're like, well, Better Call Saul was pretty good, so maybe House of Dragon is good. It's been been at least two, three years. It's been three at years. At least since COVID. Three years. Three yeah. years. So, actually... We watched season the season finale on my iPhone, um, leaving Cancun. <laughs> yeah. In an airport. <laughs> in an airport. At two, three in the morning. Like, one earphone in one person's ear and the other earphone in the other ear, like, freezing cold and... Right, earphone, like, not even AirPods. No. So, like, you have to keep a we were, mathematical we were about distance three between each other, away from each other in order to listen to it. Um, okay, so three years have gone by. No secret, the Game of Thrones finale had the audiences split on yeah, their satisfaction sure. level. 
More so in the direction of that people were really upset. Right. So this gets announced and my only apprehension is because I actually didn't mind the finale or the final season of Game of Thrones. I didn't either. House Targaryen is the focus of this uh, new show. Correct. And I find that house to be the more one-dimensional house. That wasn't his favorite. It's not as complex as a Lannister or a Stark, those characters yeah. that has major arcs in the Game of Thrones show. So I was like, eh, whatever, I'm not crazy about House Targaryen. And I did see the first episode, and I liked it, but I just recently had to revisit it and like see it from episode one again, and I am liking it. Yeah, it's pretty good. My take on this is just that George R.R. R. Martin is like hella invested mm. in this more so than he was towards the end of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And... You can tell the layers that this man puts on a canvas when you watch even the first episode. Because this show doesn't have the two main writers, which you could argue they're just as important as George R. R. Martin for writing the whole series. For sure, absolutely. But they decided not to do this one, so that's another red flag for some people. No pun intended with the red flag. (laughs) Uh, Three episodes have aired. Four is coming up. It is good. We recommend you watch it. Uh, no complaints. Yeah. And if it's between that and Rings of Power, we're going to watch House of Dragon. Watch House of Dragon, for sure. So let's now shift from TV to movies. We talked a lot about uh, a lot of different movies this this season. We talked about Doctor Strange. We talked about um, Thor, Lord of the Rings. Thor. Maverick. Maverick. Best movie of the summer, I think, is almost everyone's best movie of the summer in this it's country. Maverick. Maverick. So good. It was patriotic. It was realistic. It was emotional. It was exciting. It was campy at times. It, it had was the so soundtrack. Great. It had the fist bumping. It had like no one who has seen that movie has told me they didn't like it. Correct. So easy. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Worst movie was Nope. Nope. Mind you, I'm sure there's movies out there that were worse, but as far as movies we paid to see and wanted to see and we thought would be good. Man, I was super excited nope for Nope. was a big nope. I was I was excited for Nope from the day I heard that he was making a third movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so excited, and he didn't pull as bad of an M. Night Shyamalan as M. Night Shyamalan, but he's getting there, which right. I don't think is, which I have to say, I don't think is 100% a bad thing, because M. Night Shyamalan has since redeemed himself with other movies that have been phenomenal i really liked the visit if you guys haven't seen the visit go check it out but i really think that this movie just was boring like it just didn't right it dragged go where you thought it was gonna go and then it had all these like hidden meanings that like they were such a stretch to get to them and you're just like no yeah yeah it was long it wasn't scary it was boring Yeah, it was really boring, and it breaks my heart because we really like Jordan Peele. Get Out was incredible. I mean, that was our top movie of the decade. Yeah. That was, like, the best thing we'd seen in a really long time. It was original, and this just just didn't hit the marks for us. Yeah, it didn't have his... It was flat. It was signature touch. Kiki Palmer kind of carried most of it, and... uh, Right, even, like, on, um, like, how he touches on provocative racial storylines and themes that was absent so yeah it wasn't it wasn't it it, it, but needless to say like if you really like jordan peele put it go and watch it but you might have a different opinion 
I will say this. Out of every professional reviewer that I follow, one said they thought it was okay. One. Right. And that's that everyone I follow has different likes, different opinions, or different ages, different demographics. And everybody kind of said the same thing, like, not not all that. Yeah. Not all that. Today marks the start of the NFL season. Woo woo. Actually, it was on Thursday. Go Dolphins. They won. It was Buffalo against uh, LA Rams. So okay. LA Rams won the Super Bowl last year. Stack team. Um, they played the other stack team that most people are saying is going to win the Super Bowl, which is Buffalo Bills. You know, unnecessary Super Bowl prediction from our part. For NFC, we're going to say Tampa Bay because as long as Tom Brady's alive, you got to get. You can't vote against you him. You can't vote against him. <clears throat> and AFC, Kansas City. Kansas City. I mean, I know that was a Super Bowl a couple years ago. It could have been that last year. It's a safe pick, but. I think this is Mahomes' I, redemption year. Right. But if it is Kansas City and Tampa Bay, we can't bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> right, right. So. Uh, we're gonna play here a draft game. We're doing the our NFL's movie. Obsessed we're with doing NFL our, movie, our movie draft. Um, I will pick a movie. He will pick a movie. I will pick a movie. He will pick a movie, and we will total our Rotten Tomatoes audience meter at the end of this to see who wins uh, the Cervantes Home movie draft. Right. So Rotten Tomatoes. When you see the score online, that's how much of a percentage of 100 that the critics like this Correct. movie. Okay? There's also an audience score. Sometimes they're wildly different. I've seen movies that the critics give 90s to, and then the audience score is like a 50-60. Sometimes they're similar, but it you never know. Right? right. And some people don't even look at the critic score. They go straight to the audience score. Right. So we decided to play with it a little bit. She's going to pick three movies. I'm going to pick three movies. And, the- and of course, we can't pick the same movies because it's a draft. Right. And the cumulative score will be Wait. the winner. Okay, so I will go first. My first movie is going to be Coco. Coco, a movie everyone loves. Yeah, everybody okay. loves that movie. Everyone loves that movie. Probably best Pixar movie since Toy Story and Finding Nemo and all that. Correct. Okay, I'm going to go with The Godfather. Pretty <sighs> much a fan favorite to all, old and new. Okay, um, I'm going to go second round pick. I'm going The Dark Knight. Dark Knight, we all know everyone loved that movie. It's like your password for everything, in case yeah. anybody wants to know. <laughs> Except for Discovery Plus. <laughs> we needed a special character <laughs> and a capital letter. Oh my God, I can't. Uh, I'm going to go with Pulp Fiction. <laughs> okay. And for my third pick, I'm going to go with Toy Story. Toy Story, second Pixar movie on that list. They're well-liked. Yes. We're going audience meters on this. Uh, I'm going to go with The Curveball. I'm going to go with Parasite. Came out a couple years ago. Only foreign film to ever win Best Picture. That was really good. It was incredible, and it had a big word of mouth. So I'm going based on that. Okay, so now we need to do our totals. Mary's got Coco. Audience score, 94%. Pretty high. The Dark Knight. Also has a 94%. Oh, God. Okay. And Toy Story has 92. So, what? So all those movies had 
92% for who were the 8% who, of people right. who didn't like Toy Story? Whoever that Get is. Get the hell off this earth. Mind you, Toy Story is one of the few films on Rotten Tomatoes that has 100% critical Critic score. rating. Okay, so it having a 92 is somewhat What's trolling. my total? Your total's 280. Okay. Godfather, 98 audience score. That's oh, maybe the no. highest audience score I've ever seen. Oh, no. Pulp Fiction, <laughs> 96%. I'm going to lose. <laughs> Parasite, 90. So I did have the highest scoring audience, the highest audience score for my film, Godfather. But the lowest one was Parasite at 90, and that's not really low. What was your total? The total was 284. Oh my god, you beat me by four freaking points? Yeah, but... such a turd. But it was close, because we know our movies, and we know the audience scores to our movies. And, um... Anyway, so we had fun with that little draft game. Little draft. So let's uh, talk about next season, babe. So next season, we're going to start season two, October 1st. We're going to give ourselves a month, come up with some ideas. We're going to give ourselves a month to get through teething. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) refine our our, um, recording equipment. Yes. Also, we're going to come back on YouTube shorts, TikTok. Yep. We have all the stuff ready to go other outlets so you guys can see us instead of just hearing us and uh you know some other surprises we have in mind we're gonna talk a little bit about holiday movies since the holidays are around the corner so halloween movies christmas movies yep my oh. favorite movie christmas vacation classic okay so those are coming up we want we're also going to be doing um an entire episode dedicated to our thoughts on the imdb top 25 movies of all time uh, which that's going to be a fun podcast. We'll have a special guest for that one. Right. Then um, it is the beginning of award season. So a lot of good movies are coming out. So we'll have reviews of a lot of Oscar hopefuls and correct Academy Award nominees. And then we want to include a episode on hip hop because we are hip hop fans and we've been wanting to touch on it in season one. but We didn't have the right time, but we think we have found it. And we're going to talk about the evolution of hip hop. And specifically, how it fits into movies. There will also be a special guest for that podcast. Yes. So, that is all. Thanks for your patience, you guys. We're really excited about closing out here the season one. And we will catch you on the flip side. Take care, everybody.